0: All right, we are back. Not that we left, but we are here. This is Real Deal Media's official podcast channel In uh, spokesperson Dean Ryan here at uh, Late Night Thoughts, America's favorite audio podcast that they're uh, just discovering, The Awakened. What a little late night thoughts of a, an episode we have tonight. Uh, we have a guest in studio, uh, not in, not physically in the studio, but virtually and spiritually uh, in the studio, I should say, for my uh, manners. But uh, I'm going to welcome Sheila Walker into the studio. Here, Sheila Walker is a uh, longtime viewer. I just have to get that out there. But she is doing something really incredible in the state of Hawaii. She's running for state senate, which is a very brave move. And she has a lot of gall and a lot of nerve, too. But you need that to uh, get in today's politics. So we're going to get into some late night uh, conversing about that and a whole host of other thoughts traveling through her late night mind. Hello, Sheila. How are you doing?
1: Hey, how's it, Dean? Thank you so much for having me tonight. Besides
0: the uh, domestic little trappings here, of um, well, my computer sounds like it's about to blow up, and the dishwasher—I uh, was afraid to open it. You know, like all the soap would come out. Everything clumsy and bad that can happen in a like a ten-foot radius—it happens to me.
1: Bubbles everywhere.
0: Bubbles stubbing my toe, stepping on a Lego. I don't even play Legos, you know, just it's just everything.
1: It's like an episode of the Flintstones.
0: It's dangerous to live in households today if you are busy and not aware of your surroundings. Yeah, (laughs) what is it? The most accidents occur, whatever, in the household
1: close to home, close, very close to home. That's right. It's true, Mm -hmm.
0: it sounds true hmm. So true. I, I was telling you before the uh, show. I said, uh, you know, like you ever like start cooking something, but you're working at the same time, and then you forget you're cooking something.
1: Oh, all too often.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it, it's then it becomes a scene out of the movie Backdraft, and yep. you know exactly.
1: Firing... I I finally got the kind of tea kettle that uh, whistles. So that oh, when good. when it's boiling, well, it. What was it doing whistles. before? Because it, it just, just because wh- I would just boil, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would just boil water like in a in a pan or a pot, oh, and okay. then I would boil it dry, and it would be just sitting there for hours cooking away, Wait, and I would forget that. about it. So, oh, yeah, right. now the whistle goes off, and I I hear it. The neighbors hear it, so mm. we are not going to burn the house down because the whistle yeah. is going.
0: Yeah, the whistle is uh, to the kettles, they, they can be scary sometimes because, you know, I used to like uh, make tea like at three in the morning mm-hmm. and then you'd be in the other room all of a sudden you hear this banshee across the hall and you just, ah, you know, like, oh my God, I forgot I was trying to make tea.
1: I totally forgot, right? I, I do it all the wow. time. Wow. Mm-hmm. And
0: you get there, you, you open the tea kettle, there's just like a, a little dribble of water.
1: <laughs> like, I start
0: all over again and next thing you know, your neighbors are hating you and then you know, then you hate your neighbors back because they, you know, they sound like they have a brothel downstairs, so you don't know what's going on. Busy people like Sheila and myself, you know, life can be a little challenging. And I, uh, I was telling her before the show that my mind was occupied with uh, saving the world, per usual. But uh, what, what I didn't realize is in my load of laundry, my washing machine, my milk jug, fell in unbeknownst to me which explained the thump that I would hear every turn cycle. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, what, what, what kind of belt buckle do I have in there? What kind of boot? And little did I know, um, yeah, milk was uh, all over my clothes. and my
1: milk <laughs> no, I don't even want to know how that happened. That just yeah. – <laughs> It doesn't sound
0: possible. It doesn't, right? It doesn't sound possible, but I swear to you, I did not put a milk jug there.
1: No, that sounds like the dog ate my homework kind of thing. I
0: I know, but sometimes these things happen. (laughs) And, you know, but they happen to me the most. I, I don't know if they're happening all around the world, but anyways, it's a sign of the times. Don't you think?
1: Maybe, I mean, maybe you have some sort of demonic spirit attached to you that's like oh, a little a little, a little gremlin <laughs> that's playing tricks on you. Well,
0: that's one way to look at it. I know you've been on the speaking circuit uh, or interview circuit rather for how many months now
1: like, for a while. Two? Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, honestly, it kind of started in um, for the oh. twenty twenty election cycle that's kind of when i first jumped into this arena
0: yeah and
1: uh, was speaking out about that specific election and then it just Mm -hmm. because as we know everything just unraveled after that
0: right and then people um kind of got fatigued with like anything news for a while and then they came back Mm -hmm. some people Mm -hmm. never did come back Mm -hmm. you know so then I'm like, well, okay, well, I'll base a business off a very shaky industry. Um, seems like a good well, plan, I mean.
1: Yeah, but you are so gutsy and so bold. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that you're sticking with it because someone has to do it. Someone has to stand up and we can't look at the other person to do it for us. It's got to be you and me. We have to do it. Us. Like, Everybody, we have to point the finger back at ourselves. Yeah. Like we're the ones that have to stand up and speak out and fight for our, our rights, mm-hmm. our liberties, our republic. If we don't do it, mm-hmm. no one else is going to do it for us.
0: Yeah, there came a point in time that my uh, grandpa couldn't. He couldn't tie my shoes anymore because I was like getting older. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he always, <laughs> he always used to tie my shoes when we go mm-hmm. out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I couldn't. I couldn't tie. I'm not sure I even tie my shoes properly now, but I still, you know, I managed to get by and not trip. But um, so there came a point in time, he he stopped tying my shoes and I said, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I couldn't tie a ribbon or a bow or whatever they do. So, so I started tucking my laces into the shoes. Which, you started
1: um, that trend. I might've. It was you.
0: It, it just saved time. But what I realized later that, the shortcut of tying my shoes helped in, in the interim, but I would wind up tripping at some point. So mm-hmm. I had to learn how to uh, either tie a shoe or get Velcro shoes, one or the mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. which which those aren't really a big hit in school. The uh, girls didn't really.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, Sheila. You've never been attracted to a man with uh, velcro. Uh, no, shoes. <laughs> only, only nerds wear
1: the velcro shoes. You,
0: you've never been at a club and say, "Oh my God, look at that man with the velcro!" It's so shoe.
1: hot. Velcro is so hot. No, <laughs> that man
0: with velcro shoes and gray socks. What's his
1: mm-hmm.
0: name? <laughs> I and mean, you're like, I don't know, but it, his friend is wearing penny loafers, so let's stay away from him. <laughs> yeah. So the um the point of the the analogy of to my detriment was that yes we all had to learn how to tie our shoes someday
1: Mm -hmm. on our own by ourselves.
0: if not you're going to go barefoot and step on god knows what but uh, i think the americans (laughs) in particular in the world following uh, realizing that the uh, american dream which we were told is real but as george carlin said you had to be asleep to believe it
1: or we're just in Groundhog Day every every day, every generation. I don't know. Oh,
0: it, it I feels about like
1: that too. It feels like that. It feels like we're just repeating everything over and over and over, generation after generation.
0: You know what? I've uh heard about that. There's another saying, um what if there's anything I've learned from from history is that we haven't learned from history. Mm-hmm. Clearly. You know? We haven't. Clearly,
1: yeah. well, and we don't even know if history is real.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's, that's what, what do you think is what is the biggest lie in, in mainline history that you're anticipating? That's um, going to okay,
1: well, I can go. <laughs> I
0: can throw go. me a curveball if you would.
1: Okay. Um, I well, don't you know, say but like Chris Columbus. no. Well, well. That's, Everyone
0: that's says Chris that's Columbus. That's
1: part of it too. Uh it's but been tried and. How about the moon?
0: How about it? What, How about what, what the moon?
1: Am? Is the moon a disk? Is it man made? Did uh, like anyone a, really go there?
0: Like a compact disk,
1: mm hmm. It is made of yeah, exactly. cheese. exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Is it, uh,
1: mm-hmm. is there is another side of the moon?
0: Dark side of the moon. So,
1: so that yes, uh-huh. these are some of the late night thoughts <laughs> that go through my mind. Yeah, okay. What, yeah, what really? what mm-hmm. really is up there in that sky what what's really making that moon the mm-hmm. moon i don't know yeah. i'm not so sure that the moon is a natural element i'm kind of of the belief that the moon might be man-made
0: right Ma- like made in china <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah it could be.
1: Uh, could be could be i don't know i you know at this point i'm willing to question anything
0: Right. Like, it's so hard to be an absolutist in uh, 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is so hard to find closure in 2022. It is, uh, you know, when, when we're talking about outer earth uh, things, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Not to jump in the Fetzer rabbit hole, okay. something he would go into.
1: Yeah. but um, Don't say aliens. No. <laughs> Just don't say it. Was-
0: flat Earth, which I've seen the Flat Earth videos that that were sent to me by like a serious Flat Earther, and uh-huh. they weren't very compelling. I must have you
1: you you didn't you didn't like get sucked into it.
0: No, I didn't get the Flat Earth uh, tattoo and the uh, the Flat Earth teardrop <laughs> tattoo beneath my eye. I didn't get that. No, I, I thought it was just so like there was a Flat Earth uh, online troll who uh, if I mention anything about moon or space, just in Mm -hmm. in general or earth, I said the term earth, you know, like we got to go all around the world or some term like that. Oh my God. Harp on me. Like Dean, you're, you're covering up from NASA and it's clear to me that you're a shill. And I'm thinking like, it's clear to me that you wear a a pocket protector, a (laughs) thick eyeglasses and Velcro shoes and have nothing else to do except for look at flat earth maps, you know,
1: (laughs) I mean, I've never been to the North Pole. I've never been to the South Pole. So I don't know. You know, I don't know. I haven't experienced it personally. And unless I know something firsthand, I I don't claim to really know something. What about the
0: center pole?
1: (laughs) The center. (laughs)
0: Yeah. You heard about
1: that one? (laughs) No. What is the center pole?
0: See, I was hoping you'd ask me. The center pole. Often known as the Middle Earth, often uh, known as the Conclave Society, that believe that we're living in the outer shell of a mm-hmm. larger structure. Which, mm-hmm. who, by the way, vehemently hate uh, the the uh, flat Earth people. It, it's like a rivalry. Uh, well, yeah, like vegans and vegetarians like fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, in, then you get into the topics of CERN.
1: I know, and and is CERN what caused the the guide stones, the Georgia guide stones, to blow up. Do you think?
0: That's what I'm hearing.
1: I know a lot should of people believe that or think that's should what I caused share, it.
0: Should I share everything? All the intel that, that's
1: please dropping on me. Please do. Yes, I would love to know. Inquiry minds want to know.
0: Also, just got bit by a mosquito right now. Damn it! it Yikes!
1: Happened. And those are genetically engineered mosquitoes.
0: Oh, oh, oh! I know this one has teeth and a head of hair.
1: Ugh. No, put, oh. put alcohol on it right away. Really, I seriously. am right now. I'm, I am
0: I'm, it's I'm, huge.
1: Are you serious?
0: I got a huge, like, bite on my uh, my collarbone. Oh, oh my god, this guy I'm... was a massive little a total super soldier for mosquitoes. Right.
1: That freaks me out because they did just release all those mosquitoes that are the
0: oh, I know we did a whole show on it months ago last year. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Of course, it got taken down by uh, the powers that be, YouTube uh-huh. and, and, and Facebook.
1: Uh huh.
0: And we're thinking we're talking about mosquitoes. How's that a threat? Now we know
1: because they know because they know the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes. Ca- uh, all right, we're gonna go now. We're gonna now. You get me going, Dean. <laughs> yes, I knew the mosquito
0: was a trigger word.
1: The, the mosquitoes, the ticks, any biting or stinging insect has been genetically modified and injected with toxins, poisons, viruses, bacteria. So it's all part. Okay. I hate to say this word, but it's all part of the Lyme disease pill. So anytime that little needle goes in you, it injects you with a little injection. So you're getting a little dose of their nasty concoction.
0: It sounds like you're giving me the birds and the bees talk, I, I must say. Um,
1: <laughs> never had
0: it before until now.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. You definitely don't want that nasty injection.
0: <laughs> well, I've never had the birds and bees talk, so this is all new for me.
1: Okay, but let's go back because you were, you were about to tell me about something else. I got sidetracked.
0: Uh, now I forgot. Oh, oh, yes, about CERN. Yes. Okay, so here's the skinny. Weeks ago, I went on air... You know, before we just got incredibly, just stupidly shadow banned and censored where we are now, lost half, over half the audience, typical, is uh, I said that the Roe versus Way uh, ruling or the leakage of it and, you know, what, what's coming about is a PSYOP.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, why at this time? It makes no sense that mm-hmm. at this very moment in time. But then I said it's a PSYOP that can be used both ways. Depending, because this is a war of duality. Depending how you look at it, which angle, and how you feel that day is how the world's being, you know, uh, managed and mm-hmm. So I said it could be a psyop to roll out uh, the military to you know for very strategic locations for a very much needed time in the very near future. And so that happened, but then I also said it was also going to be used as the uh, the marker for the plan. Right hoods part two, because the part two one of, of twenty twenty got squashed last minute. So I, I saw that you know as, as the case, um, and you know now here we are, no plan. Right hoods. Where, where's all the Plan Riding Hoods? I mean, all the, the the big talk, all those flyers that are going to say outrage and a night of fire in D.C. And all these flyers getting passed out, which I thought were very suspect. You know, just. hmm. hmm. Yeah. OK. Like a trap, you know, like, oh, good. Our Antifa leader said go there, which, you know, I, I know a lot of those people from 2020 that we remember. Well, they, they all got rounded up. So anyways. No plan right hood. No. So I said, "Okay, what is the deal with this Roe versus Wade sign-up?" So now the chatter is the following: because there was a document ruling leak from on by the Supreme Court, some mm-hmm. secretary guy who could be just mm-hmm. made up, whatever. Well, mm-hmm. what it does is. Then it provides now legally that the the Supreme Court justices will then have to be relocated due to the uh, national security risk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it also triggers a national security move to have the Supreme Court justices, and there's three of them that were named to me, Supreme Court Justice um, Kavanaugh, uh, the woman, and Amy Amy mm-hmm. Amy, Amy Cohen yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 a- yeah yeah mm-hmm. Amy Cohen and I believe um not uh, not Gorbachev uh gorsuch yes uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes are now insulated in a very um maximum security region since then since the leak, have now been making um supreme court rulings from the confines of their their own residence wherever they are <clears throat> Now, during this time of uh, them being in in these offshoot places, and to further and highlight my point is, if you recall on the news just weeks ago, how there was crowds uh, amassing uh, outside of, what was it, Clarence Thomas's, oh, Clarence Mm -hmm. Thomas was the other person, yeah, the insulator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they were like, there's people outside of Kavanaugh's house here, they want answers, you know, because... You had like uh, Mayor Stankfoot of Chicago saying, these people, let's go get them, you know, kind of doing what James Brown told us to do in 2020. Right, right. Waters. You Waters, know, no, no different. So it all anticipated. So they've been making judge um, Supreme Court rulings from from their own, uh, you know, uh, residents. Now, one of the rulings, and there's a few of them, they're literally turning back a lot of the um, – Legislation and executive orders That uh, have, You know the big ones that have come about uh, In the Biden Whatever this is And the Ob- Obama they, they could totally get rid of Because he wasn't born uh, in the US But here's the big one that just took place Days ago They overturned the 2020 election Now we, we said that Now To, to back that um, Wild rumor up well, what did Texas, uh, what did their, their state Congress vote on? A resolution just two weeks ago to pretty much decertify the 2020 election mm-hmm. and um, not recognize Joseph Biden as a legitimate administration. They voted on that. Uh, Wisconsin did the same thing. And from what I hear Arkansas did the same thing. Well, it just takes three states to begin decertification process there on top of a boatload boatload of clear obvious evidence of malfeasance fraud treason with the 2020 election so obvious that you know like a child could say yes that's not what it seems
1: so obvious
0: right Right. Which, you know, you mentioned that now you get taken down. That, that's the magic word. So we'll see what happens with this. But so, so they overturned it. Now saying that the other whispers going around is now Trump is now insulated in a high security uh, maximum, just far off area. Some mm-hmm. say Alaska, some say Alaska and hmm. Because there's people trying to assassinate him right now. Now, who just got assassinated in the past
1: 24 hours? I know, insane. What does I, that tell you? I know it's it's possible. That's what it tells you that it it's happening.
0: It's happening. So it is as happening. this happened, as this happened, what happened right after they overturned the election? What did we see? Well, we saw the guidestones fall down. We saw the supposed takeover of CERN
1: mm-hmm.
0: by, by people that. They found out that, oh, wow, CERN was the nucleus of using DEWs on America and, and Australia. Who remembers those fires? And you saw the resignation of Boris Johnson. Right. Who was going to res- resign had Trump uh, stayed publicly in office in uh, 2021. We went over that. You know, we went over mm-hmm. that so many times. Uh, then you see the Godstones, obviously. Um, then you see there's now fires in France. Uh, you're looking at replacing Macron with Le Pen. She is a Frexit uh, candidate and a uh, cavalier of a leader. And then today, today in the past uh, 12 hours, if not more, 15 maybe, uh, we have uh, one of our castmates from Real Deal Media who, who, named Aaron Cates who lives in Canada. Well, we I heard, or even heard from Aaron, that Canada's blacked out, Australia's blacked out, Uh, Parts of Europe is blacked out. UK is nearing a blackout. I said, okay, well, how many times we heard blackout? Well, Aaron today said that he has no Wi-Fi. Uh, There's power outages all over Canada. He had to go Mm. to a bank to use the Wi-Fi to contact us. So think about that for a minute. So what I'm saying is something is happening. And something is happening. And then they say... Biden was arrested. And I can see that because we've now seen a acceleration of the Biden treason stories in the ties to China mm-hmm. in the new cycle. So I'm putting all these things together. Hence why you have the January 6th hearings who are trying to accelerate their agenda when, when Congress and Senate should be at recess right now. You know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to go. And why are they trying to speed up the January 6th hearings to indict Trump before he announces his candidacy of for 2024? Of course. Which is why, at the very least, he's going to announce that to then make that look like a political winch hunt again. You see? So I put it all together, Sheila. and
1: I think, th- you know, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. I mean, this is, you know, all the puzzle pieces fit together. I think you're brilliant for connecting the dots here.
0: I have to connect the dots, yes. And so now here's where the esoteric gematria comes in. I don't really uh, venture into this realm, but I'm not afraid to whatsoever. So here, here it is. Th- there's supposed to be now a blackout coming to the US you Take it for what it's worth I don't really give dates But this was a little too hard to ignore So we did this game On uh, one of our after party shows And it's called mm-hmm. Queen Bingo And we were like saying For the month of July When do we see the announcement Of the Queen's death Because the Queen's death is supposed to be a marker Of not only the fall of uh, the monarchy Over changing of the The, the Commonwealth
1: Mm-hmm, and Canada, mm-hmm.
0: Canada now comes into US and then I think we take Australia over. this is some of the chatter. So I said July 13th is when they'll announce it. something told me just pick July 13th and whatever. so pick July 13th. Now when I got my Dean Ryan TV back on YouTube, it came with a strike on it because it's me nobody likes to see me win uh, at the upper echelons. So and my strike is set to dissolve on july 13th Um, so i said i said the queen bingo i said july 13th hopefully i didn't say june but so july 13th mm -hmm. then i have an app on my phone called signal it's set to expire unless i update it on july 13th Hmm. july 13th and then my birthday's on the 13th, but not July, but just January. I threw that in there too, just because. <laughs> and then I hear, the, this is the final one, I swear. I hear that during this blackout, which is needed, it's a martial law, they say, to really root out what's left of these wicked people, that all appliances will be down, just like uh-huh colleague Aaron's experiencing. Uh-huh. And all electricity, they're going to turn on the, the Starlink's uh, Tesla, um, you know, uh, program and network. And the only apps, the only cryptic apps and communications that will be working outside of satellite phones and uh-huh. provided comms from them is, is Signal, which is backed by military intelligence.
1: Uh, okay. Okay.
0: Which I, mm-hmm. Which I always knew. Hence why the LA Times had a hit piece on Signal to make you believe CIA is behind it, which I knew it wasn't. It's the most stringent and hardest, if, if at all, thing to crack, this encryption in signals. Hmm. Anyways, closing, I put it all together, and that's kind of what I'm having my eyes and ears open for.
1: So the 13 only a few days away.
0: It, yeah, exactly. I don't have much time.
1: Well, yeah, so we'll know. We'll know pretty soon. Yes, yeah,
0: could be the last time we talk to each other for a good while.
1: Well, we're on signal, so we can still talk, right?
0: You're right. See, I forgot about that. See, it already happened.
1: <laughs> or I can just um, send you some smoke signals.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they'll make it uh, this way to uh, Montana, where I am currently.
1: We can try that. I mean, there's been yeah. a lot of um, unusual sky uh, d- uh, clouds around this area. You know, it's, okay. Recently.
0: Tell me about this because I've been hearing about this phenomenon since I started doing suspicious sightings in 2020, mm, okay. which I saw from, with my own eyes and mm-hmm. I have some thoughts on it, but tell me your late night thought on mm-hmm. what, what uh, Sheila Walker is seeing in Hawaii. So yes.
1: Yeah. So in general, we don't really see a lot of those crisscross, um, you know, what some people call chemtrails. We don't see that. We don't have flight patterns like that here. So we don't really have that. So when something does come across the sky like that, it's very obvious and it's very weird. And yesterday something came across that even the local news picked up on. Uh, it was a uh, a straight line that appeared to be like a chemtrail, although it was in a location that went basically straight into our big Volcanic mountain, so there's no way an airplane created this line, and the line was rainbow color. It had multicolor rainbow like essence all over it. So, so it, it, was it was some uh, sort of chemically produced something.
0: So what? So this was like a chemtrail that was used for Pride Week or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It was a unicorn pride chemtrail. And oh my God. So, yeah. yeah, So, it it wasn't, and it definitely was not, and I could see it directly from my my back uh, lanai patio. And it was definitely not created by an airplane. Mm -hmm. So, something creates these lines out here in the middle of the ocean. And um, we might call them like, aerosol i think there's some aerosol injections i honestly think they come up from around the islands i think there are are locations out in the water maybe there's buoys i don't you know obviously i don't uh, know could be but there's some sort of aerosol injection that they set off they whoever they are set off Mm -hmm. they go up through the sky and uh cut through you know, the atmosphere and, and create these you know, situations where, I mean, I, it's my opinion that they're filled with all kinds of heavy metals and that's, yeah. uh, that's kind of what the, what creates the colorful effects.
0: Just to, um, it could be, well, there, there's a few, uh, there's a few angles to the chemtrails. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, uh, which is pretty far out uh, is uh, it could be all that uh, leftover Aquanet aerosol from the eighties that had to go somewhere <laughs>
1: I'm I'm guilty of that.
0: (laughs) This could be your doing is what I'm telling you. um,
1: Yeah,
0: you're the culprit. Mm The other angle is it's used as, uh, you know, just I guess more of a commonly thing. It's used to mind control uh, the people. Because you spray heavy, you know, the heavy metals fall on people. Mm-hmm. And then you, mm-hmm. you just zap them with harp, which is featured mm-hmm. in the oceans now. Harp is no longer mm-hmm. on a mountain. It's in the Pacific. Uh, you know, it's the size of a suitcase now. It's very up there again. The other angle is that the reflectors in the heavy metals, which is reflecting light back on the ozone, which blows a hole into it, which makes the planet hotter which melts the ice caps which there is incentive in financial gain to do so in the north pole we found out because with that those uh polar caps melting in the north pole by greenland remember how trump used to talk about greenland how he wanted Mm -hmm. to buy Mm -hmm. there's a reason because that is going to be the world's biggest trading route bigger than panama canal and you have the multi national who's who superpower countries all up north vying for position to control that trade route right now. That's why they're melting the caps on purpose on purpose. There's reason for it. So that's one angle. And the final angle,
1: mm.
0: the final one would be that the uh, chemtrails are used to transport aircraft that is not yet seen by the American uh, public or By the world Mm -hmm. publicly Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: because I've seen a like a huge 747 plane come out of nowhere like a cloud. And what it also does, it also scrambles radar systems from uh, adversaries, you know, uh, militaries, they can't see through the chemtrail.
1: Yeah. I believe that it, yeah. It just creates this particle, a dust. Yeah. Well, and you're right. It could uh, make a plane invisible because it it's, does. Yeah. it's a, you know, some sort of chemical particle, aluminum metal, like,
0: yeah. Like a mirror. It's
1: like a screen. Yeah. Like a screen, like a scrim like uh, uh-huh. that you use in, you know, theater. So it definitely like a silhouette mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm, could easily, easily cover up anything I've behind it. it. Yeah, absolutely, thousand percent. I totally agree with that. And it
0: also move clouds. They move clouds mm-hmm. through the harp. You know, harp was created for peaceful uh, purposes and intentions to provide rain to areas that have uh, serious droughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and, and obviously the military bought it off the inventor, and probably killed him, and said he uh, it was an accident. Um, right. And, you know, so so we're experiencing weather wars. Now, weather
1: wars. Absolutely. I think the Absolutely. difference
0: is with, with this World War III um, that we're living in, mm-hmm. this has been more than any other war. And I'm sure you can agree that this has been mainly predominantly psychological warfare more than anything. You know? Absolutely. It's,
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a war on the people. It's a war on the middle class.
0: It's a war on the individual.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: it wants people to remain or join the collective. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. The it war is. on the free thinkers. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It is.
0: Because remember, like Iron uh, Rand said, the, the greatest minority in the world is the individual.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you think about that for a minute. Because everybody has had to make a choice. This is a war of free will, too. Everybody has had to make that hard choice. Mm-hmm. Do I want to see my... Uh, Grandkids or children, and/or and, my friends, if or do I want to remain, you know, unmiracle jabbed?
1: mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I think that's partially why they're coming after the Christians so uh, strongly because Christian believers, if you have a strong belief, you know, in Christ as your savior, you, you, this stuff doesn't phase you because you believe that, you know, Christ is going to save you, so you're not not worried about this stuff and that's why they're they have to take down the Christians
0: I also think they're they're using a, the the tribulations as some a tactic to get Christians to lay down and not fight and I, and mm. I, tell, I tell Christians too we have a lot of Christians that listen and, and not that we're you know I'm a uh, philanthropist uh, Episcopalian uh, pastor or anything but uh, <laughs> say that three times Um <laughs> But everyone's welcomed, and I think that it's, if this is tribulation, this is so manufactured compared to, you know, stuff from the Old Testament. But, um, you know, I say to them that, that uh, you know, God gave people the ability to fight back. Uh, he gave us the ability to research. He gave us mm-hmm. ability to galvanize, prepare, and totally destroy the enemy or the money changers, as they saw
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: there's no reason why we can't and shouldn't be doing that.
1: No, absolutely. That's why he gave us guns too.
0: He did. Yes. He (laughs) gave us uh, gun manufacturing from heaven. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Automatic weapons.
0: That's right. Always automatic. So, you know, it's a war of free will and it's a war that I think, you know, as we've been in this pandemic war now, volume two, you know, I, I want to th- believe it's hopefully wrapping up. Hopefully, we're at that 1945 mark of the Pearl Harbor and uh, ending the war. Because if not, I fear for what the the next war is going to uh, entail.
1: Well, if, if- it will definitely. I mean, if if not before the 24 election, it'll definitely end in 24 because clearly the Democrats are not going to. Going you know, to get back into office, whether whether it's Trump or someone else, mm. you know. Obviously, the Biden regime will not stay in office. There is no possible way that just won't happen.
0: No, you have Newsom, uh, the alleged governor of California, who's now as as I saw from miles and miles away months ago, months ago, vying to be the uh, executive chief. Now, you know, the president.
1: Yeah, you think he'll get the. Nomination for the Democratic Party.
0: Uh, yes, because he is—he's a Pelosi, and that's a long history of a crime family right there, who mm-hmm. marvels and base their entire existence uh, based on power mm-hmm. and corruption. Mm-hmm. You know, Pelosi's father—we did a whole report on it with uh, our producer Lisa Duthie. She. Uh, he was a rapist a b- bootlegger was the least of his um, crimes at the mm. time you know it's nothing but yeah yeah i, I think he, the, he they're going to mark him up as the next viable candidate
1: what do you think the chances of hillary running again are
0: oh well if she's not dead by now
1: yeah well i,
0: I don't i think yeah. it's a long shot i mean kamala harris is a long shot she only had 9% approval rating in california oh. when she was a attorney
1: there's no way there's just no way
0: <laughs> no but uh, oh. knew some i mean he's gonna have to defend the fact that his entire populace of california have they're, they're leaving in droves they're passing some of the most inhumane legislation ever in the history of mankind that probably we haven't seen since the aztecs were throwing babies down little uh you know pyramid tunnels mm-hmm. sacrifices That's what he should do, Sheila. I just changed my. He needs to run, but run as in the Aztec party or start dressing like them.
1: They're barbaric. I I agree. It's, it's, like I said, it's Groundhog Day. We're just, (laughs) we're just reliving some other generation.
0: Yeah, it is Groundhog Day. I've, sometimes I feel like I've done the same thing every day for two years now.
1: Your laundry. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. Washing the same two shirts. Mm-hmm.
1: Every time. Mm-hmm.
0: But um, I, it feels like I've been at a war post, you know, this doesn't feel like any other uh, kind of project I've I've done. And, you know, I, I'm sure the same maybe applies to you in some sense, you know, you running for state Senate
1: it no yeah it's it's kind of true and i i mean i wake up every day and think you know well like why am i really doing this and then and then the thought just comes to me well what else am what else would i be doing because there is nothing right. more important because if i don't do this like i have no life like no one's going to have a life We're none of us are going to be able to exist so uh, this is all i can do right now is to stand up and try to make a difference
0: If I, uh, you know, so many people lost so much, so many people were, early on too, a lot of people were afraid to really uh, speak about what's truly happening Mm -hmm. in the fear of being maybe pigeonholed or classified as a conspiracy person or a QAnon uh, person. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I think you mentioned it just right, that if I didn't do it, then who's going to do it properly and who is going to do it for the right reasons.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's just it. Because now I, now that I'm involved in it, I've never been involved in politics before um, other than just being a voter. Um, I see like why people get into this. I mean, definitely there's a, a level of narcissism um, that goes along with it. And I realize that you either have to be extremely wealthy to run a campaign so extremely wealthy people and or you literally have to be you have to sell your soul or sell your self and raise money because your whole campaign is about raising money so that you have money to function with so you're just this sleazy like salesperson begging everyone for money so no decent human being would want to be involved in that you know kind of setting. So it's a I mean I just think no wonder we don't have anyone like really amazing in government. They're either sleaze balls or already wealthy and really don't care about the middle class or lower class.
0: Right. That's what it is. It's um you hit it on the head because, you know, when I was in college, I I thought I wanted to get in politics. I I took um, poli sci, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: political science. I was just so fascinated, you know, and it was just like um, I just wanted to get involved. And I wanted to intern. I said I didn't care who it was for at the time. I just wanted to get a taste of what this was. So I started interning for a uh, a California senator named uh, Baba Huff. And, you know, it, I guess it was exciting, I guess, you know, but I saw how it was very contrived before a constituent would come into the office to discuss certain issues, you know, like a Senator would start talking to his strategist about, okay, how are we going to um, present this? Uh, mm-hmm. What are we, you know, what's our objective and
1: mm-hmm.
0: very like, uh, like dealings, like, mm-hmm. how are we, you know, it wasn't on the fly or anything or how can I help you? It was, how will this benefit you know what we're doing here
1: mm-hmm. a thousand percent and i mean it's like how are we going to spin this <laughs> i right. mean i can't i came from the fashion world and the fashion world is mm-hmm. just smoke and mirrors it's all smoke and mirrors <laughs> oh, isn't and so guess? that's i mean and that's appropriate it's fashion everybody knows that world is fake and fluffy and Mm-hmm. And uh, smoke and mirrors, but oh, in the cattiness,
0: it, the cat fights oh, behind oh, the scenes. Totally, I, I did it for three it's, years. It's totally, terrible the models, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So I, you know, you expect that. I mean, that's that's the nature of that business.
0: Right. And then
1: I come into politics, and this is actually worse than the fashion industry in New York City. I, I'm cold. amazed that you know how slimy it is and how really. Um, yeah, a lot of times I just want to throw up in my mouth while I'm you know, out there yes, dealing with this it, stuff. It is.
0: It's stone cold narcissism to the core. I mean, just look at Ted Cruz. I should tell you just, mm-hmm. I'll make it. You know, that demeanor, mm-hmm. that demeanor and like every word they say just matters and just, it's so good. And name a library after me. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's interesting. You said uh, fashion world. Like myself, yeah, I, I did three years in that world as a but as a fashion show producer
1: mm-hmm.
0: which means uh, which means uh, I, I was dealing with um, makeup artists, hair people, <laughs> uh, designers who they want to do it this way and that way. and then the models, which that was a that was always interesting. And just a, a chaos and the somewhat of order that can come with it to get a uh, model sober enough to walk on a straight line (laughs) on the camera. Oh,
1: yes. I know that all too well. So
0: that's what I did. (laughs) What did you, uh, this is interesting to hear. I love to um, peel into uh, your little fashion past.
1: Yes. You may not know this about me. I was a fashion designer in New York city. I I moved there in the nineties and uh, first I taught at Parsons school of design. So I was a professor and taught fashion. And then I opened my own studio to produce my own line. So I created a, a line of it was I actually designed swimwear in New York. And it was a, a very real estate oriented thing. I, I needed a very small product because my studio was so small. So <laughs> bikinis were the smallest thing I could make. So that's how I ended up doing swimwear instead of something larger. I just didn't have the room. Uh, But as I expanded, I built a full workroom. I had a loft downtown Manhattan and uh, did my own manufacturing and I manufactured for other designers as well. So it ended up being a hugely successful business. I didn't know I was a business person. I always thought I was just an artist and designer, but uh, it ended up being a, a really great business. And I, uh, yeah, did really well and enjoyed it for a long time. But, yeah. uh, you know, the city city is definitely for the young and the the beautiful. Mm-hmm. So as, at one point, I just decided it was time to cash out and move on.
0: Wow. Well, and you want to talk about a tough business. I don't think people understand. You You can't just oh. like make something and then think, oh... Uh, you know Nordstroms or Macy's or whoever's—they're just going to be knocking on my door. Can mm-hmm, we carry mm-hmm. it? No, it mm-hmm. is.
1: The, I've seen so many
0: people, mm-hmm. so many dreams, just mm-hmm. shredded when they come to LA, and
1: mm-hmm. it's all sales and marketing. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you have to have a decent product, but sales, marketing—and right. that's what I said—the smoke and mirrors, like the mm-hmm. the fluffier you can make yourself, and the exactly. the bigger you can puff up. It's a it's a big industry. And uh, huge, uh, yeah, and I, I loved it. I mean, I actually loved it. I was, you know, definitely um, young and had a lot of inspiration and aspirations mm-hmm. back then. And that's what I did. I, I didn't have a family. I didn't have a husband. I built a business right. instead. So I spent my 30s and 40s just really killing it in New York.
0: That's that's the time to, to uh, that's the time to do. Did you go to the Fashion Institute of uh, Design and Merchandising?
1: Um, I my undergraduate degree is from Washington University in Missouri, where I grew up, and then I have oh, a master's right. degree from Cranbrook Academy of Art, which is outside of Detroit. So I oh. went to graduate school, and then from there, I went to New York City.
0: Interesting. Yes. Yes, I, I got a master's degree, in, uh, which gave me the title of uh, professional everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you uh, were aware of that title. But um, it's so, it's, you know, what's interesting, too, is because uh, these are interesting, uh, darkened times of light, is how a lot of the people that uh, get into th- this type of information and the sharing of it, a lot of people I've I've found, have the arts background either as musician or designer Mm -hmm. or you know a thespian Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: that says something to me and Mm -hmm. it does say something don't you think
1: well i think because we were taught to think in school, we were taught to use our own brains, to use our own creativity, and to not be boxed in. We we weren't taught a formula. Like if you go to school for you know whatever to be an actuary or a mathematician, whatever, you have to learn a formula. And there, you know, there's a, a a very objective truth in those disciplines. But when you're an artist or a creative person, you have a, a greater independence and uh I, I, in my opinion like a, a love of independence and liberty and free thinking and mm-hmm. just learning and absorbing and i would gold- also
0: uh i would also add expression mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if there's anything that this uh pandemic has tried to rid it's just that expression mm-hmm. whether the the uh the slave mask. Uh, whether, uh, you know, taking down and censoring people that are, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a different thought or conjecture. Mm-hmm. And it really goes into the longer historical uh, element of, you know, when dictators do take over countries and societies, while well, they take out, uh, obviously, the self-defense weapons from the individual,
1: mm-hmm.
0: gone. Uh, the religious, spiritual freedom and practice of it, worship, gone. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they take out the arts. The arts. The mm-hmm. arts. The yeah. artists. You know, John mm-hmm. Lennon, they took him out because it's the arts and the artists that are expressing what's happening mm-hmm.
1: in the world. Mm-hmm. And telling the truth.
0: Yes. And it's so important, you know, the, the whether it's music, whether it's a uh, true artist design, you know, I think fa- I didn't really appreciate fashion designs or, you know, just fashion in general till I actually saw the work that goes into it and the artistry. And I was like, wow, that's just an artist whose canvas is material.
1: Yeah. It's just a right different. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I, I learned to appreciate it. And, you know, the, 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 uh, the dark arts and the dark elites, if you will, have taken over the arts for quite some time. I mean, I'm sure you saw some pretty dicey things in New York with, with some of the upper echelon in the fashion world.
1: It is true, but you know what I have to say? I'm, I, I have to consider myself to be blessed. I stayed out of the fray. Like I definitely just like, I guess flew above that. Um, I didn't get caught into the drug scene. I didn't get caught into, uh, yeah, a a lot of that underbelly. Um, like I'll say like one of my colleagues, who's no longer with us, Kate Spade, uh, you know, she, she definitely teetered in that world and I, I, I avoided it. And I don't know if it was just my own, um, natural instincts or what it was, but I was, I was careful. I was careful. And, you know, and I I will say, you know, I don't mind admitting that, you know, I am a Christian. Like I definitely believe in God. I have a strong faith and I'm divinely protected. I mean, and I'm I'm very grateful for that because I was definitely in some dicey situations that could have gone very dark in New York, but uh, I was lucky to be able to avoid that stuff and like i said That's some gone. of my some of my colleagues were not so lucky
0: you know i hear that and it reminds me you know my times in hollywood and all that and i hear that and you said you avoided a lot of the those very um, dark traps mm-hmm. you know, I think mm-hmm. you and i'm thinking about my experience i'm thinking god i was never asked or invited what does that <laughs> say i,
1: I mean I was well, I couldn't even not, say
0: no. I avoided it because I was never asked.
1: You're not female. I mean, I think women oh. are probably a little mm-hmm. well, that's know, presumptuous. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you're female.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, yeah. But
1: right you know, on. we're probably a little more vulnerable. Um yes. I would say. So emotions,
0: yeah. Emotional. hmm mm-hmm. touch. Yeah. Nurturing. Um, you know. Women probably wash their hands like five times more than guys do in a day, <laughs> on average. Um, women uh, say, "I think what is it, seven words more per per one word every man says."
1: Oh, really? I that doesn't yeah. surprise me at all.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I and I've met them all, and uh, <laughs> there's probably a, a woman out there still telling me a story that um, that I tuned out in the first ten minutes, but. <sighs> But the the whole point is we all have a past and a journey that we've been on as artists. And here we are, we found each other in the middle. um, That's right. Fighting for the same cause with the common enemy.
1: That's right. Absolutely. And I never in a million years would have thought I would ever be running for a political office that never crossed my mind ever. Mm -hmm. And here I am. And it's just, it, over this pandemic, I just realized someone needs to stand up for this community because Maui was a mess. This place was locked down harder than any other place in the United States.
0: I believe and that.
1: It's true. And our particular mayor was harsher on Maui than any of the other islands. The other mayors of the other islands were a little more lenient. But for whatever reason, our mayor thought it was the most appropriate to keep everyone masked, And as a matter of fact, our kids in school to this day still have to wear masks. So it's just absolutely inappropriate, absolutely unacceptable. And I'm just appalled by it. And that's one thing that we've got to turn around. And as soon as school starts back up in August, they are going to school with masks on their face. And it's ridiculous.
0: It's asinine. It's It's, child abuse. It's
1: it's It is. It is. And it's just (laughs) I. Yes, I could say a lot of um, worse things about it. But uh, we are. Oh, yeah. yeah, We're going to get rid of this mayor. We have a lot of excellent candidates running for mayor. No. So
0: when you say rid, you mean vote out.
1: Yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> excuse Just, me. Yes, sorry, yeah, yeah. We Not don't want to
0: hog tie and, and play pinata. No, no, okay. no,
1: no, no. no, but okay. um, but we did try to recall him. We did uh do um a really, I mean, I will say a valiant effort to recall him, but valiant,
0: mm, uh, valiant, yes, valium, yeah. We uh, all need volume, um,
1: uh, 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 yes. Yeah. But uh, he, yeah. But that didn't that didn't um, come to fruition mostly because our county charter is so out of date. It didn't even outline how to do a recall in oh our uh, in our time, okay. like our current time. the uh, The last time the charter was updated was 1982, and so okay. I mean, there were only about twenty thousand people living here, so it was just the whole recall was kind of a debacle yeah. because of the, the way that the county charter was laid out, but uh, it did put him on notice and he's, doubt, I, I doubt he'll make it into office again, in my opinion, but who knows well, a lot of things could happen.
0: You know, when I think of Hawaii, everyone thinks of just the beautiful islands, the four day, five night hotel uh, resort getaway that you win and some kind of, you know, game show, <laughs> and just the, just the wonderful, uh, ambiance of it all and the traditions. Um, but if you look past all that, you look past the, the window dressing, Hawaii is very screwed up. It is probably, it's probably hanging on my threads. Uh, and, ju- and there's probably a bunch of different cultures and, and, uh, ethnicities that are probably going to be extinct if, um, the powers that be get their way and totally clear that Island out to, to make entrance for a much greater, superior military mm-hmm. power.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, it, it feels as if they want to make this a playground for the elite. And it right. feels as if they're pushing out the middle class. They will keep, you know, a, a servant class here, basically to service the elite. And that seems like what they really want. And they're doing a good job of accomplishing that.
0: I got to move this. My sciatic is is killing me. I got to stand up.
1: Is your dishwasher? (laughs) 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 Oh, God. No, no, no. Needing to be (laughs) your washing machine needs to be adjusted. Uh Uh-oh.
0: No, I I opened. Okay. Oh, oh God. You're right. Yeah, I almost tripped. It's very dangerous here. Um, in case the, uh, to explain to the audience is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I opened I opened the dishwasher uh, what is it the entrance door I don't know what it's called w- with great caution thinking everything was going to fall out but it didn't I don't think I mean if so I got to swim back to my room if there's water everywhere
1: all the bubbles okay yeah t-
0: yeah tiny bubbles
1: all the tiny, tiny bubbles
0: in Hawaii okay what was I saying or what were you yeah Hawaii yeah there there is a lot of problems but and I'm not sure it gets solved right away it's going to take a generation no, it's going to take a long
1: time it's complicated and it
0: it's complicated
1: it is so complicated it's way more complicated than any other state because it the is, you know the culture. The, Yes. The, the cultural Hawaiians here, they're not cultural, they're, the native Hawaiians. I yeah. mean, they actually want to secede from the US and, you know, take back their Hawaii kingdom. And I don't blame them for that. Like, that's a very yeah. valid thing for the, the original people who are from here. They want to mm-hmm. do that. Although, um, unfortunately, I don't think it's, um, a, you know, a possible, a possible venture for them because they'll still need to have some sort of military protect them. Because if the U S mm. isn't occupying this place and holding it down, then China will just take over or Japan oh. will just take over. So they're well, going to be under the, right. you know, the thumb of someone. And I, I'm suggesting they would, they'd be better to be under, you know, the U S rule than under Chinese rule. It just Or
0: let me throw, um, let me throw a, a, a curveball. If Texas secedes from the union, which they're already in negotiations mm-hmm. of, of doing such a uh, act, uh, you have Governor Greg Abbott, who's already negotiating with Mexican cartels to just do this thing and become one nation with Mexico. Now, there is a opposition group to that who are the original Texan Republic uh, crowd that's saying, well, first of all, Texas never really truly signed on to the corporate United States uh, union and contract model. We, they're mm-hmm. still uh, a, a independent country. Secondly, uh, in the event this does take place, which could very well be happening, they want to intercept that deal and take the Texas Republic back and get it away from people like Greg Abbott, who's not very liked amongst the, you know, conservative crowd of Texas. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of shady, uh, you know, Republican types Mm -hmm. who are are probably the most dangerous because they're the ones that are masquerading the most, you know, the the, uh, neocons. But what I was getting at is what if, in the event that does happen, they purchase Hawaii? or make Hawaii a province.
1: That would be, you know, that would be Hawaii's best bet of getting yes. out of the US but still being protected under some umbrella so that they're not taken over by yeah. China or but Japan.
0: Ch- yeah, because they're ripe for complete takeover. They don't ha- they're not mm-hmm. like Germany. They don't have a NATO of no. just mm-hmm. al- allied forces.
1: No, and yeah, just no protection, just totally vulnerable out here in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And already owned mostly by China and Japan because most of the land here is already
0: yes owned. land rights.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: what China does. They do this in Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Well, what they did with New Zealand is they had the lone gunman shooting, then they made it illegal to view it and talk about it. Then they um, got everyone to miracle jab themselves, clear out the land because you had the Hollywood elites moving to New Zealand. James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Lauer and all these types. Mm-hmm. While they're doing the same thing right now to Hawaii, you have the Hollywood elites that are now wanting to move and get out of Hollywood Hills and, or mm-hmm. L.A., obviously, and move to Hawaii. Yes. And yes. this is what they do.
1: Yes, and many There's of them already that. live here or have second homes here. 2020,
0: because I want I want to get to the point you had the realization, I have to do something. So 2020 happens, a major lockdown happens March 17th around that time of 2020, the whole world locks down. Where is Sheila Walker at that time? And what's running what was your life, you know, like entailing at that point?
1: So we yeah, yeah, we were all um locked down everyone had to stay at home. And I don't know if it was like this in other places, but no one could go to work anywhere. You couldn't leave your property. Everyone just had to stay on their property. So I spent a lot of time on (laughs) uh, the internet and, you know, doing, doing more research. I just had the luxury of time. And And, and was,
0: was, were you like, you know, like, oh my God, where did this come from? Or were you already no, kind of awakened no for me, Okay.
1: So yeah. So let me, oh yeah, I can. Yeah. And that part. Okay. Yes. So yes. I watched yes. 9-11 with my own eyes. So okay. I was in New York city, five blocks away. I saw the towers go down. I know those towers were not hit by planes. Okay. So let's just start with that. <laughs> so, I mean, so I was, I'm, I already knew that Yeah, the world's not what we think it is. And on top of that, um, I wasn't afraid of a virus because I've already recovered myself from Lyme disease. So I was critically ill for two and a half years with Lyme disease. And the doctors said there's nothing you can do. and And actually several people that I knew that were being treated at the same time died from it. And uh, I thought, okay, that's ridiculous. I'll figure out how to cure myself, which I did. And right. I'm fully recovered from Lyme disease. And, and, and so, what was
0: that Lyme disease doing? Like twitching, memory loss, you know, from my oh, recollection? If
1: oh, if we could do a whole other podcast on the symptoms. I was bedridden and in oh, a wow. wheelchair.
0: Oh my God. I had no and idea.
1: I, yeah. And for six months, I had a full-time nurse that had to mm-hmm. take care of me. Literally, I had to hire a full-time nurse.
0: Um, you contracted this in Hawaii or New York? Uh,
1: no, I mean it's hard to say where where you pick it up. It's really hard. And you weren't
0: deer hunting. I don't imagine you no, deer hunting in no, Missouri. But,
1: I mean, my mom told me she had a tick bite when she was pregnant with me, and it was she had a big tick tick bite on her belly, and she had the bullseye rash. So we think it came from her. From the, what they think, I was born with oh. it. It's so bizarre.
0: Oh thanks mom it's like (laughs) it's yeah
1: it's kind of ridiculous but and then the more times you get bitten by ticks or mosquitoes over your lifetime it just uh compounds the 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 bacteria viruses parasites whatever it is because i think it's a whole combination of all those yeah so um so i'd already recovered from that and i knew i i mean i still do a lot of the treatments because I'm just mm-hmm. going to maintain myself. So I knew everything that I did to cure myself from Lyme disease would easily knock out COVID with, you know, no problem. I wasn't worried about COVID at all. Right. And, um, and then actually this past January, I did get it and I I just got on it ASAP with my treatments and mm-hmm. uh, within 24 hours, I was fine.
0: That's great. But, yeah. That's weird. But but I, I never got it to, too.
1: I know yeah. how to knock it out and you have to get it early. You have to get on it because you can't let, right. it, you can't let it, it grab hold of you.
0: And it seems like there was like different strains of it too. I remember yep. the early yeah. on the people who, who died or whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. they were taking ibuprofen, which they said is the opposite of what you want to take. Then you find mm-hmm. out, oh, it's made in China, the ibuprofen. And then the uh, resuscitator machines, uh, are busting people's lungs up in the hospitals. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Those are from China, too. So it was a very, very frightening time, even for me, who was already awakened. And, you know, I've been doing all sorts of stuff for, for uh, a decade in, in this industry. But it was, it was something like, you know, like, oh, well, we read about it. But, gee, you don't think it's actually going to come to reality in your yeah. lifetime. So it does. So you were kind of in a way already ahead of the curve compared to maybe yeah, someone absolutely mm-hmm. can not imagine just waking up to this for the first time, like, Oh mm-hmm. my God. No,
1: so- exactly. So it didn't, it didn't even, it didn't even really affect me at all. <laughs> I mean, so right. I mean, I was just like, okay, whatever. It's like, I, I just knew it wasn't a big deal. I knew there was right. nothing, there is nothing worse than Lyme disease. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Uh, it, it, and we thought it was just
0: going to be a few weeks too, maybe two, maybe four uh, at the most. And yeah. right. so everyone was like, cool in the beginning, like, Oh, great. Little overreaction. Yeah.
1: Well, that, it that did freak me out a little though. I thought, no way. If they shut down our life for two weeks, that's just, that's a bad sign. We, we never, ever should have succumbed to that. We never should have allowed them to lock us down for the, even two weeks. That's too much. If they can do it for a day, for a week, two weeks, they can do it forever. And just like today, Dean, check this out. I went to the gas station to get gas. And our gas stations here only allow you to put $100 of gas in your tank. My tank Mm -hmm. will take $120, $130 of gas, but it cuts you off at $100. So rationing they're limiting the amount of gas you can buy. And so you literally yeah. have to go to either to another pump or another gas station to fill it. If you really want to fill it up.
0: So that, so that's the rationing already taking yes, place. Yes. Yeah, so yes. So we, if they can, if that.
1: they can make you only have, you know, get buy a hundred dollars, they could say, okay, your limit today is $25. Sure. You can only put yeah, $25 in your problem? tank and then they can yeah. limit everything. That, that just, it just, Oh, it it's frustrating it's irritating it just it, makes me everything. angry
0: inconvenient too Ooh, but yes um,
1: yeah yeah because I so, really need a full tank
0: right you know time's money money's time so now everything's locked down and like many people around the world uh, at that point in 2020 everybody's on the internet everybody mm-hmm. in the who's who is now looking up youtube links that they would never even dream of uh, looking up and sending <laughs> them to uh-huh. like Sheila, i swear if you went to my facebook personal account in the inbox there is literally hundreds and hundreds and if not thousands of links i have yet to view because i'd still be watching them all you mm-hmm. know like You know, it's just, so anyway, so that happens now you're on the internet and you, you discovered, uh, me, us right away, or was that later down the summer? No, you were kind of,
1: you were kind of one of the first, uh, people that I was really interested in listening to because I thought you were, um, talking about things that were poignant and really fresh and your perspective was just sharp and witty and, and entertaining at the same time. So, uh, with, you know, how, how can you not adore Fetzer? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I will, I will say he probably pulled me in with some of his nine eleven stuff. And, yeah, um, he does that. Yeah. Well, don't, I mean,
0: don't ask him about nine You'll I, be there for five I,
1: whole hours. Right. But I, since I had a personal experience with that, it, mm-hmm. I, he was, I knew what he was talking about. He, what he was saying is what he says is pretty accurate. So, um, yeah, so that's how I I got into your yeah uh, your show, which seven I, days a week. So seven I'm so glad. I'm mean, like literally that kind of kept me going. Yeah,
0: well, and I hear that often uh, from people now that um, that caught us in the early days, mm-hmm. and at the time, you know, you don't realize it. You don't know who's watching where, or what what the hell's going on, or you, you know, there was no great. You know, master plan to do it two years from now in the future. You know, nobody. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew, like you, I, I needed to do something. You know, for my own self preservation, because mm-hmm. I was trapped in L.A. There's no mm-hmm. way I was going back to uh, you know, Texas at the time where I was living, so I was trapped. I'm like, okay, probably the worst place you could be trapped in, like in downtown L.A on a lockdown and the things I heard it just it's unbelievable that I that I lived through it so I know
1: it's true and I knew that it was real like I knew what you were experiencing was real like whenever you, you know you talked about the, the you know the bombs going off or whatever they were the uh and the yeah. the lady downstairs like there it was I was really experiencing your real life and I mean, that was fascinating to to me. It, you know, it wasn't a real slick produced show, which at that moment it, right. it didn't need to be. You know, it, it was no. very raw raw and compelling. And we, yeah. it felt like we were you all know, going through this, you know, very raw experience together.
0: We were. Can you imagine? I only had a phone on me. I, I know. No computer. No. Uh, nothing.
1: No, and, it was. Um,
0: yeah, you know, it, it was real. It was real, and that can never be captured again, you know, because there's now production and a sense of a certain level of quality. But it, it was being like embedded in a war zone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that that's like, a, you know, like Geraldo go see. He, that's what he would do. Go seeking some war to be embedded in, and until they said, "Get out of here, please." You know, mm-hmm. like. But that happened. But so then so that that came and, you know, we were doing it some days a week and, you know, you were with us on the journey. And then 2020 is uh, now coming to an end. The election happened. So what is the turning point for uh, Sheila Walker that that made you say and, and think to yourself, you know what? It's one thing to read and talk about it. Now it's time to be about it.
1: You mean getting involved in politics? Yes, yes. Well, so I've so a couple of things. Um, first of all, I did. I'm the one that led the recall of our mayor, so okay. I was involved with that. And I thought, okay, if I can do this, I can do other things. And then right. um, a group of um, citizens, I guess we can call it here, uh, a small group of us brought some of the uh, frontline doctors here to speak to our local officials and try to train them on therapeutics because we, we were so frustrated. We brought in Dr. Malone and we brought in Pierre Corey and Ryan Cole and Richard Urso and had them speak on a public forum and had them go speak to, to our uh, administration and our government officials and our legislatures. And they still didn't see the light. Even Dr. Malone couldn't convince them that we didn't need to wear masks, that we didn't need to be locked down so hard. So I was in, involved in, um, in that. We brought the doctors here twice. And uh, a lot of local doctors did train with them and learned how to use the therapeutic uh, kind of treatment that they do to help save more people here. And then finally, honestly, I had a part-time job, and they required the vax in order to stay at my job. And I said, "I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that." And so I got fired. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, now I'm fired. I have nothing right. else to do with my time. I might as well run for office because it's it's just time to do it.
0: So that was the turning point. Yeah, it's last
1: last November that decision. I was decision. i was terminated from my my job and said well i mean and and there was no way i'm mean, gonna i still to this day could not get i can't get another job here because almost every employer on this island requires that you be vaccinated in order to work because right. the, most of the um businesses here are within the tourism industry and you're just absolutely required to be vaccinated and i just think that is uh, yeah, I think it's absolutely wrong. I think it's criminal. We should not have to d- right. d- do some sort of, you know, take some sort of experimental drug in order to keep our job.
0: Right. a, a um, Almost a mantra that's been echoed for almost, you know, well over two years. You know, I remember in 2020 saying the exact same thing that you just said now and how this was coming and then how everybody is going to know somebody who uh took the experimental you know liquid of the deep state mm-hmm. and has either perished or has been severely uh just injured
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know because there's so many different injuries to to name and describe but yeah, it's injured in general and here we are here we are we have a uh a lost generation you know millennials probably the, the most uh, miracle jab right up there at the senior citizens and a certain class of the political spectrum has um, wholeheartedly participated, volunteered, and pretty much legislated this uh, procedure,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, which, which can go into a, a greater strategy of why this was being promoted by certain people on the world stage that were thinking, why are they promoting it? But you know, we get into a talk of, well, was this some sort of military tactic or strategy to eliminate a generation of, you know, soon to be full-fledged globalist uh, communists that were more than likely going to call for the beheading and of their, their uh, dissidents in these certain mm-hmm. camps. Well, we can make that argument. We've seen the camps being made in Sacramento, California. We see the camps in, throughout Canada. We know the FEMA camps and the Uh, family fusion centers are now fully open. Mm -hmm. Um, We know that, you know, there are now people working next to nurse practitioners in hospitals that are listing and putting asterisk next to all the medical staff and personnel that have taken it, putting checks next to their name as soon to be replaced, meaning they anticipate the, the body bags after body bags that we told everyone in 2020 were stockpiled right there in Long Beach, California. Why? We didn't know at the time. Well, now we know. This is what's happening. So this is the um, war of free will and the awakening and survival of the brave and the bold.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is where we are. So to cap it off, uh, Sheila Walker, who's uh, our, our guest tonight here at Late Night Thoughts, which I should mention is brought to you by our wonderful uh, Real Deal Media store. I don't know if Sheila had a glance at that. We do have swimwear in there, so she Ooh. might be able to critique it with her New York style and fashion prowess. You know, She might do that for us. Have you seen the store? Uh, I, Sheila?
1: I haven't. I haven't oh, seen the swimwear. I know I'll have to check that out.
0: Yes I, yes I need
1: i need a new bikini
0: yes we have the bikinis the one pieces the whole thing if uh you want to do something let's like go to a real dot tv forward slash store forward slash store and make sure to use your promo code summer 22 summer 22 to check out for additional savings in your purchase fuels the operation one episode at a time i think so Will remind people that this is the official podcast for Real Deal Media. It can be found with our Real Deal Media members. Uh, all the members get all the access to all the on their audio podcasts first because they are part of the Real Deal experience and the architects of it by going to realdealmedia.tv forward slash membership where you can hear all these exclusives wanted to mention that, but Sheila, before I take up any more of your time, I know you're busy and probably need some late night, not just thoughts, but should I, to cap it all off, because we've talked about a lot of things here tonight and late night thoughts. What is a uh, What do you want to say to the Real Deal media, the Real Deal audience and viewers out there, and probably some of them that remember you from two years ago? What kind of a message would you love to convey before we put a cap on the night here.
1: So um, I think I'll just kind of reiterate my campaign slogan, because I think this uh, goes out to the whole world. Now is the time to be bold. We must stand up. It is the time to do the right thing. We have to speak out for our liberty. And we must have faith, have faith, whatever faith you believe in, keep your faith. Mm
0: And uh, also, if you'd like to follow up on uh, tonight's guest here at Late Night Thoughts and either contribute or follow along on her journey for Sheila Walker, she can be reached at uh, what's a good website to uh, follow your journey, uh, Sheila?
1: My website is VoteSheilaWalker.com.
0: VoteSheilaWalker.com. VoteSheilaWalker.com. That's S H E. I is in uh, ISIS, L is in Labamba, and A is an apple. <laughs> right, Sheila. Okay, there you have it, Sheila. I'm so glad you came on tonight, and I hope uh, your late night thoughts were as thoughtful as mine and as deep and late. And I think we covered everything on the spectrum here, but uh, I, I will say it is on a personal level, it's really. Um, It's food for my soul to hear that uh, someone that was inspired or affected by something I I did, it it got you to this place you are in your life and to make some real difference and save some lives. It it means a lot to hear that. And it it is inspiring to hear too. So thank you for finding me uh, two years ago and thank you for what you do.
1: Thank you so much, Dean. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so grateful to be on your show and you have, and you continue to inspire me and i'm very very grateful to you
0: well okay we're gonna leave it there and um until next time i want to thank uh Sheila walker for coming on i want to thank uh, the viewers for listening i'm dean ryan this is late night thoughts and we are always telling you it's a late night to always stay tuned and stay awake <laughs> good night everybody